Today on episode number 428 of the School of Podcasting's Morning Announcements, we have a last five and five, and we're going to geek out a little bit with software as we tackle the issue of show notes. (laughs) Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, man, am I glad you're here. Really, seriously, welcome aboard. We talk about all things podcasting here, from planning to promoting to gear, growing your audience, making money with your podcast, if that's something you want to do, and how to make it pain-free. And today we're going to talk about pain-free show notes, or at least maybe a little less pain free show notes. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, I would love to hear from you. Just go out to schoolofpodcasting.com forward slash connect. And I always like to start off with either some news or because of my podcast story. If you have one of those, by the way, it's simple. If you can answer the question because of my podcast, and it's usually something that would have happened or wouldn't have happened, but because you do have a podcast, it happened. Uh, definitely go out to schoolofpodcasting.com forward slash contact and uh, let me know what it is and we will feature you on the show. So be sure to mention your website. So what I want to start off with is a clip. We're going to do two things here. We're talking about show notes today. And one of the things I wanted to test was Dragon Naturally Speaking. Now, if you've never heard of this software, it's a software you basically talk and it will transcribe whatever you say. And I'll be talking about that in a bit, there's actually a built-in kind of technology into Windows that will do it. I am not sure if there's something like that built into the Mac, but I wanted to test it. I had played with this software many moons ago. It was um, Dragon Naturally Speaking, I believe, 6, and they're up to version 13. And so we'll talk more about that in a second. But the news is, and from what I understand, this is actually somewhat kind of old news, It's a um, video on YouTube from Edison Research. Now, Edison Research has been researching podcast statistics. So if you're a person that's trying to come up with a media kit and you need some stats about podcasting, just go to Google and type in Edison Podcast Stats or Podcasting Research. And they have a, uh, a kind of an ongoing report now called Share of Ear. And it goes in and it shows how 2% of people are now listening to podcasts and it goes into five minute presentation, but I wanted to play you this small clip because the, well, let me just play it for you. Americans consume over four hours of audio a day. That's a lot. Consider that I myself am only awake for approximately eight to nine hours a day, so that's nearly half of my non-napping day. Now your mileage might vary. Anyway, do keep that four hour figure in mind. The second thing you might notice is that podcasts represent about 2% of Americans' total share of ear, 1.7. Now, I've had some people see this and be rather dismissive of podcasting. Only 1.7%, they might say? Why are we spending so much time talking about podcasting? Well, here's where that 1.7 is a little deceptive. First of all, it is exactly true that nearly 2% of America's overall audio consumption as a function of time is spent consuming podcasts. But not all Americans consume podcasts, do they? This is a chart of the daily reach of each major audio channel from Share of Ear. For podcast, the daily reach was 5% of Americans. That's about 13 million on any given day. That's not a small number. 13 million people a day. And here's the cool thing about this. I believe this research is only U.S.-based, which means that number's a whole lot higher than that. Because when I look at my Libsyn stats, I can see all the different countries that are listed, 13 million people. And when you've been doing this a while and you think about the days when you had to explain to everyone that, no, you don't need an iPod. No, you don't need a Mac. No, it it just, it's cool to see it grow and grow and grow. And granted, we're still not in the living room yet, but we're invading people's cars. And there's actually a thing in this video. If you actually go out to schoolpodcasting.com forward slash four to eight, you can see this video. Or if you just go to schoolofpodcasting.com forward slash 13, the number one, the number three million, that'll take you right there. And it shows that when people turn on podcasting, when they find it, 
they don't go back to radio. In fact, once you discover podcasting, it's pretty much neck and neck, whether you're listening to the radio or you're listening to podcasts. And I know for me, when I get up in the morning, I pretty much put my earbuds in. I take them out to take a shower. As soon as they invent a waterproof, you know, iPhone with waterproof earbuds, I'm in. And um, I take them out long enough to talk to my wife. I put them in as I walk to the car. I get to the car. I plug the phone into the stereo. And that's pretty much how I start my day. And pretty much if I'm not talking to my wife or on the phone or I'm doing something that needs my undivided attention, I'm listening to a podcast. So when he talks about four hours a day, that's me. And of that, I would say I listen to about a half hour of radio and it's the Jay Moore show. I think I mentioned this in a previous show. So it's just 13 million people and that number is only going to continue to grow. And so what I wanted to show you is I took, there is a, a version of Dragon Naturally Speaking. It's the premium version. Now the, the basic version that will just convert your your words to text is around $49. And I'll have links to this out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 428. The premium version is the one that will actually, you can point it at a file. And I actually pointed it at a podcast review show that myself and Eric K. Johnson did. And it typed up 13 pages, 10,117 words. And we'll talk about why that's a good thing and a bad thing in a minute. But I took that little clip, just that little clip, and, you know, Americans consume over four hours of audio a day to a lot consider that I myself am only awake for approximately eight to nine hours is how it translated it. So I went through that little bit, and there was a couple things that it got wrong. Now, a lot of things that got really cool, like if somebody said the number, it types in the number like eight to nine hours a day, 1.7 is not like the word one and the number or the word point and the number seven. It's one period seven. That was really cool. And um, there were some things like, for instance, when he talks about share of ear, it was share of your. Uh, there was one, uh, I had some people see this in the rather dismissive of podcasting, only 1.7%. They may, they might say, why was spending so much time talking about podcasting? What is without? So I, I looked up and I highlighted the words here in front of me that were wrong. And basically it's got a 90% accuracy. Now, here's the thing to keep in mind with this is the more you use it, the better it gets. And so here, this poor thing is trained to my voice. And what do I do? I throw a voice in it. That's not mine. So it might actually be easier. So at this point, you're like going, oh, show notes. Wow, this is pretty cool. I can just talk and it will type my show notes. Now, here's kind of the bad news is that thing that we just listened to from Edison Research uh, has no periods in it. Nowhere. If I were to read that, it would take a really deep breath and then... <sighs> Americans consume over four hours of audio a day allotted to consider that myself. I'm only a practicing. Yeah, I can't do that. So now depending on your typing skill, if you're a hunt and peck kind of person that you're like, oh my goodness, it's easier to learn how to, this sounds weird, to type with your voice than I think it is to learn how to actually type on a keyboard. Because what you can do, and you just have to get used to this because it does feel very unnatural. If I were to say, this is my sentence, period, it would type it, this is my sentence, and then a period. So you have to say things like this, colon, here is the first step of such and such, comma. You have to talk your punctuation, which is not natural. That's the bad news. The good news is you have to really think about what you're going to say before you say it because you have to think of the punctuation. So it's, it's pretty cool. And it, a lot of it is going to depend on how much you type because it's not a perfect tool it is very accurate. I'm surprised by that. And um, I first kind of got into this. Scott Johnson from Computer Tutor Florida talked about how there is a built-in one of these into uh, Windows. And you can find him over at Computer Tutor Florida. And kind of the same thing. 
with uh, Dragon Naturally Speaking, I spent about 10 minutes going through an interactive tutorial and then just let her rip. And you can do a whole lot more where you can actually have it, you can dictate your emails, you can actually have it click on buttons. There's some really cool stuff that you can do in terms of if you look up as you're talking and you see it's wrong, you can say select podcasting and then say edit that and it'll come up with, okay, here's some other things we thought it might be. So there's some really interesting editing things. If you want to do things hands-free, if you want to do a chat with somebody, maybe you're using chat wing or something like that, and you'd rather talk than type, it's a pretty cool tool. So that is now, so am I going to use this? See, for me, the amount of time I spend going back and, and looking at my text, which I don't do enough, that's why I'm, I'm somewhat at times the king of typos, I could probably spend just as much time typing it than I would editing something that I talked. So it really depends. If you're not much of a typist, this might be something you want to look into. If you are okay with typing, then this might be something that eh, might be more of a tie. Uh, I'll have links to this out at, again, schoolofpodcasting.com forward slash 428. And you can um, kind of see it there for yourself. And now it's time for a last five and five. What were the last five podcasts you listened to? And uh, we have tried to find a quiet hallway here mm-hmm. at uh, Podcast Movement. I'm here with Harry from podcastjunkies.com. And uh, I'm going to give him, of course, the pop quiz. And that is... Uh, What were the last five podcasts you listened to? So the last five podcasts, obviously being a podcast junkie, I test out a a bunch of different stuff. One of my favorite ones is uh, Ari Mizell's Less Doing. Okay. It's a productivity podcast. Okay. And I'm huge on that, so um, a lot of tips. And I I actually have a text mail, a text message alert when when he gets a new episode. That's how much I want to. Oh, very cool. So that's pretty cool. Uh, there's a um, podcast called The Competitive Edge. It's by Scott Britton. Okay. And he is an internet entrepreneur author, but he's also big on productivity. Okay. And he has a, a lot of interesting folks on his show, so I always make sure I, um, I listen to that. I'm a big fan of uh, the Chris Cerrone show. Okay. Uh, he's been doing it, I think, since uh, March or April. Um, and that is called? The Chris Cerrone Show. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, the other one that I, I listen to, just sometimes I listen to things that are way different. Um, and I, there's one called Philosophy Bites. Okay. And it's just little snippets of um, topics around philosophy, which I, which I thought was really, really interesting. Is that B-Y-T-E-S? Or B-I-T, B-I-T, B-I-T-E-S. Okay, so they didn't get cute. Yeah. And then um, the other one that I listened to recently was one called uh, Sales, Marketing, Profit. And it's hmm. from James Schramko okay. and Taki Moore, and they're both Australian. Yes. Um, and they have their own respective businesses. Yeah. So, so they come together and they alternate. The format was one week, one guy comes on and talks about one of his wins with his customer, yeah. and then the other time, hmm. uh, James would come on to talk about a win, and so they'd go back and forth. Cool. What's that called again? Sales, marketing, profit. I guess. So those are my five awesome podcasts. And then tell us about your show. So Podcast Junkies was born out of uh, my passion for podcasts. Obviously, when I look at my phone and I see <laughs> 50, 60 unread, unlistened to episodes, sorry, yeah. gets a little depressing. But I went to NMX. I saw uh, a couple of folks speaking and just the light bulb went off. What about a show about podcasts? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, I know, and, and I had been familiar with what you guys were doing. Mm-hmm. I talked about the, the art of like making podcasts. Right. But I thought this was more like, I want to talk to podcasters. Mm-hmm. And people especially have been doing it for a, a long time in, in internet years. Right. And uh, I've had, so far I've had great guests such as yourself. Thank you. Elsie Escobar, Daniel J. Lewis. I'm going to interview Ray Ortega. Uh, John Lee Dumas has been on. So, yeah. Uh, Chase Reeves. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. And they all look at the, the art of podcasting a bit differently. And they approach it. They all approach it differently, too. Mm-hmm. So it's fascinating to have those discussions. And people can find your show at podcastjunkies.com. With an S. Yes. Absolutely. And then the last thing is, how do you get a tweet when somebody has an RSS feed update? <laughs> so there's a website called ifttt.com. Okay. And you put in the, um, the RSS feed. It's one of the inputs. They're mm-hmm. called recipes. Right. So the recipe says, um, if a new show shows up in this RSS feed, then the, the other output tool is uh, a text message. message. Function cool. and it'll shoot me a text message. And so, like 
for the ones I'm really, really can't miss. Can't wait. <laughs> I want to know literally like the moment it comes up. So. And I, then I, does I, the text message give you a link to? No, uh, no, it just it tells just you, you know the show, the, but it's already time I, to go look. It's right. probably already downloaded because right. they're auto downloading anyway. Yeah. But if I'm not staring at it, I wouldn't know. So it's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, like but if it, you man. have a show that you're really passionate about and you really want to hear like you the get next update, so there you go. I recommend people do that for the school of podcasting. Harry, thanks, man. Okay. Thanks so much, Harry. Again, find him over. Really nice guy. Really cool podcast. Podcastjunkies.com. It's basically him interviewing other podcasters. And you want to talk about a guy that just has a conversation with people. And uh, he's got a great sense of humor. Doesn't take things too seriously. Really nice, easygoing podcast over at podcastjunkies.com. And I thought I would report on what I did last week. I was playing with some technology and I said, if you text the word podcast to 38470, that again, the number 38470, type the word podcast, and you would get a coupon for the School of Podcasting. I said, if you want to join our newsletter and basically have these show notes that I'm talking about with all these links, just automatically go right to your inbox, then you could text the word podcast and to 66866. So a number again, 66866. And you could have, it would basically email you and say, hey, uh, please submit your email address. And then boom, you're on our list. And now the show notes come directly to you. And I thought I would report on that. In a nutshell, um, We ha- I had about eight people sign up. Now, one of the things that I'm looking to do is I want to set up something a little differently for the email subscription. Cause the other thing I did is I put simple podcast press on my website, which has an email sign up right there, which kind of was already there before I was using a plugin. So it's hard to tell exactly where the email signups are coming from. And uh, so I want to create kind of a separate list so I could tell exactly where the email subscribers are coming from. But in a nutshell, I had a not, not 6%, a 0.6% people sign up. Now, is now did I get more signups than I normally do? Yeah, because I don't really pimp that a whole lot. And so uh, I had uh, a little more than a handful sign up. And is that cool? Yeah, anything that makes it easy. Now, the tools I were using, I were using? How about the tools I was using? Is that right? That doesn't sound right. The tools were uh, joined by text. So if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash joined by text, that is an affiliate link. That's $20 a month. And that's why I want to use a special list for that so I can tell if I'm getting my $20 worth. And the other one is call loop. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash call loop, that is the one that basically signs up for people to get the coupon. And then if I want to send them a text message to say, hey, there's a new episode of the School of Podcasting out, uh, I could do that. And I said I would report back. And uh, there it is. So not a not what I would call a gigantic huge response, but hey, I'm happy with uh, more people signing up than did before. And uh, this is where I said before that, uh, you know, a lot of times 3% return. Like if I, if I had, uh, you know, let's say a hundred people listening to my show and three people signed up, that would be 3%. And uh, that they say sometimes is a phenomenal uh, return for people actually acting on your content. So I will keep you informed as we go along and I continue to test. You know, I love to test tools and things like that. And uh, I will keep you updated as we go along. National Podcast Day is coming September 30th. But what is National Podcast Day? Well, it's pretty simple and you can help spread the word. National Podcast Day is dedicated to promoting podcasting worldwide through public engagement. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved on National Podcast Day? It's easy. Head over to nationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. But ultimately, the options are endless. Remember, September 30th, nationalpodcastday.com. And there you go. Hey, tomorrow, if you're listening to this on uh, Monday the 29th, tomorrow is National Podcast Day. And there have been some really interesting turns of events with this. Number one, uh, Blog Talk Radio because I met them at Podcast Movement and they've kind of been following my moves, I guess you could say. 
And I had mentioned National Podcast Day on uh, on this show, on Ask the Podcast Coach show. And, you know, one of the things that drives me kind of crazy about Blog Talk Radio at times is their pre-roll, right? They have all this advertising in front of your show. And I believe that's something you can opt out of. But a lot of times when you go to their website, things just start playing. And they're going to actually put a promo for National Podcast Day. So it's kind of cool to have uh, that. And uh, it, it's just interesting. Again, we've we've talked about this company in the past and they really are trying to connect with the community. And so that was very cool. And we've had uh, a lot of people going to the site, nationalpodcastday.com, and getting involved. If you haven't checked it out, it's a great place to, number one, if you're new to podcasting, there's some really great information over there. And it's a great place to uh, send people who've never heard of podcasting. Uh, you could send them there. Now, I always recommend as well, in terms of a way to grow your audience, maybe you should make a tutorial on your site on how to subscribe to your show. You could take screenshots. Again, on uh, on a PC, there's actually, if you're using Windows 7, just click on the Windows button and in the search box, type the word snip. There's basically a screen capture device. So you could take screenshots of of iTunes and things of that nature to make it really easy uh, for your audience to learn how to subscribe to your show. And uh, then you could direct people to your website to learn about that as well. But it's a great tool. And as the the first year of this, of National Podcast Day, it's been er interesting to see a lot of the feedback that we're getting and a lot of the uh, exposure. Uh, I was actually interviewed about National Podcast Day, and I'll be playing that uh, on a future show. And, uh, so it's, it's going to be interesting here again to just watch podcasting continue to grow and grow and grow. And, and speaking of growing, one of the things and feedback, I do want to say this here in the show. I want to say extra special thanks to Larry B777, as well as DBL Audio. And last but not least, Rick Grimshaw, buddy. I know his website, rickgrimshaw.com. Uh, for reviewing the School of Podcasting. You could do that by going over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash iTunes, and that'll take you there, and then you can click on subscribe in iTunes. And uh, they left me uh, really good reviews. Deeply, deeply appreciated that, guys. And uh, thank you so much. I deeply appreciate that. It does help you get found, or so we believe, in iTunes when you have more reviews and ratings. So if you feel so inclined, it would be deeply appreciated. One other thing about National Podcast Day, we are having a Podcasters Roundtable. You can find that at Podcasters Roundtable. That's my buddy Ray Ortega from PodcasterStudio.com and Daniel J. Lewis from TheAudacityToPodcast.com. And uh, we get together and we talk about not so much how to podcast, but um, kind of the areas around podcasting. We just did episode 35 where we talked about iTunes, the ins, the outs, and things you should know and maybe not know. Is it as important? Is it too important? Things like that. And that will be coming out very soon. And um, to celebrate National Podcast Day, we're doing a Podcasters Roundtable. Now, I'm also doing a Cleveland Podcasters Meetup. And we're actually going to have, so you'll be able to see, if you come to the Cleveland Podcasters Meetup, you'll be on the Podcasters Roundtable. I'm still trying to figure out exactly how I'm going to get a camera to, to do all that, but uh, it'll be a lot of fun. And so uh, if you are in the Cleveland area, check out clevelandpodcasters.com. And uh, here's a slightly illegal promo about that event. Hello, Cleveland! Hello, Cleveland! Hello, Cleveland! This is Dave Jackson from the theschoolofpodcasting.com. If you are a new or experienced podcaster in the Northeast Ohio area, I urge you to go to clevelandpodcasters.com this is a monthly meetup focused on networking with other podcasters, as well as we'll talk about all things podcasting like websites, recording gear, podcast promotion, audience growth, and more. Admittance is free, and for more information, including time and directions, go to clevelandpodcasters.com. All right, so we're going to talk about show notes a little bit, and we've more than likely spoken about this in the past, but I've had a lot of questions. Like I said, I had somebody ask me about the dragon naturally speaking thing. And I was like, Hey, that, that'd be a good topic for a show. So the first question is, do I need show notes? Do I need 
to type show notes. Well, you need a blog post because in its at its core, a podcast, whether it be audio or video, is simply media that's connected to a blog post. That's really it, right? It's in it's in if we want to get super geeky, it's an enclosure inside of a blog post. So you need a blog, you need some sort of RSS feed, and we could get super geeked out on that. But let's just say for now, for the sake of argument, yeah, you need show notes. So then the, the question becomes, well, how long do my show notes have to be? And I did some research. Again, if you go to schoolpodcasting.com forward slash 428, there's a, a couple articles I looked at and that talked about this from some pretty, like the one guy is the head of Crazy Egg, which makes heat mapping software, has a really good post about this, some really good stuff. and. So the, the one source I always quote is there's a guy named Yoast who's kind of this WordPress SEO kind of guru. He recommends at least 300 words, but other reports have shown, there was a report that showed that the top ranking pages on these different searches, most of those posts had over, you ready for this? 2,000 words. Oofa, that's a lot of typing. And so before you start wetting your pants, let's not do that. That makes sense. Google indexes every, pretty much every word on your site. They index every part of your site. Now there are things that Google doesn't index, like it, it can't listen to your audio and different things like that. But it indexes pretty much every page. And it would make sense then that the more it finds, uh, the more of a trail you leave to be found. And that's how you can get your, when people search for your topic, if you have more info about that, then there's more likely that you're going to be found. Now, let's go to the other side of the spectrum. If you've never heard of Seth Godin, he basically has one of the most popular blogs on the internet, period. And I went over and looked, and he had uh, a post called None of This Makes Sense. It was a whopping 125 words. And you're like, wait, didn't you just say 2,000? This is the whole point. When I interviewed Pat Flynn about a month ago, we spoke about his writing style. Now, Pat is from smartpassiveincome.com, a very successful blog and now podcast. And he actually wrote his post when he first started to be kind of a definitive source on that subject. And many of these pages that they're talking about, these are people that take a deep dive on a subject. And his original post were basically him writing notes to himself so that he could pass an exam. That's how detailed they were. And they're kind of saying that you should somewhat take that approach, really cover a topic. But there are some things to consider when you write your show notes. And this will help you determine how long it should be. Number one, and you know I'm going to say it. Come on, you know what I'm going to say. What does it always go back to? That's right, your audience. It always goes back to your audience. You always start there. Uh, now, some of your audience may want the full story. And then on the other hand, some of them may just need the bullet points. Maybe they're just looking for, what was that website you said? What was the name of the software? The what? The Dragon Who? So if they just need that, okay. But realize if you just do bullet points, then you're missing a chance to be found. But in terms of, is my audience going to be disappointed? Maybe they just need the bullet points. You want to ask yourself, what is the purpose of your show notes? If we go back to Pat Flynn, his posts were his notes, again, to passing that exam. And maybe your notes are just a summary, like a little paragraph with links to the resources. Uh, what is the subject? Now, if you hate typing show notes, and I'm not a huge fan but the one thing that you can do to save time is to identify what your subject is and then stick to it. This is not a place where some of us kind of have little tangents in our shows. You don't want to have a tangent in the show notes. And most of us don't. And this is why I think I'm trying to, I did this today. I think it's best to do your show notes first because it really helps you think through what am I going to talk about today? And I'm not reading anything here. I just have basic bullet points here for my show notes. But I, I've done this a couple of times where I've come up uh, with a really good title for a an episode after I've recorded it. I'm like, oh, I wish I would have said that. 
So, and that also then helps you think about, oh, do I need that person's website? And I guess I do. You know, is it podcast junkie or podcast junkies? And for the record, it's junkies. So by having show notes, think about what is it, what is my subject? And then what is the purpose again of going that? And, and that is dictated by, of course, who is your audience? Now, the other thing is, as I read up on this, nobody reads top to bottom anymore. I mean, when I say that, yes, they read top to bottom, but not, they don't just start reading and 700 words later, they're done. They skim, they skim, they skim, they skim. And so break it up a bit into bite-sized chunks. And this is where, if you're using WordPress, you'll see in the upper left-hand corner of your blog post where it says paragraph, and you'll see heading one, heading two, and heading three. Heading one is your actual title of your episode, but you can use heading two to kind of break up the somewhat intimidating giant paragraph of information. And then you can use heading three. Now, you're like, but Dave, it looks like it just makes it bold. Shouldn't I, wouldn't it be easier if I just highlighted and did a control B and made it bold? Uh, I understand looks wise, but in terms of SEO, search engine optimization, it actually does better to use headings. And it has some built-in stylings that sometimes makes it uh, add a little more white space around your text. It makes it easier to read. And again, when people are looking for bite-sized chunks, it kind of puts them into bite-sized chunks that way. So by using the heading tags, and by breaking it up a bit, it's going to be easier to skim and give you more Google juice. Now, some other things you can do with show notes is there are tons of reports that say images help posts get read. And there are things you can do here that you can go in and add alt text. Always, always, always add alt text. So when you put in an image in WordPress, you'll see there's a spot there where it says alt text. Uh, it might even say contextual text, but if you type that in there, that is the text that pops up when you put your mouse over the image. And more importantly, if you have someone who is sight impaired, that goes into their reader. So instead of saying X8975649 JPEG, it says dragon naturally speaking JPEG. And so they know that's an image of the dragon naturally speaking box. And here's a novel idea. If you're sight impaired, you are really into podcasts, especially audio ones. And so that's your audience and anything you can do to make them, make it an easier uh, consumption, an easier experience, a more pleasant experience. Why not do that? And here's the bonus. When you add this type of information to your images, it can help with, again, our good friend Google Juice. And if we go back to our original topic of writing show notes, it, again, makes them easier to read. It will suck people in to maybe reading it because they're skimming and they're like, oh, wow, look, it's a picture of whatever. And then they start reading and then they start reading and they go, oh, look, a play button. So those are some things to think about when you're considering writing your show notes. It can kind of help you scale back to, okay, what, what do I need to do here? What do I need to write? Now, the reason we hate show notes is number one for many years, and I still do this in some cases. And I, like I said, I think I'm going to stop doing this. A lot of times, show notes are a post-recording uh, activity, and I'm not sure that's the best move at this point. Uh, and and what we want to do is we want to speed them up because we're tired. We edited it, we recorded, we researched what we wanted to talk about, and now I just want to get it up and go to bed. So here are some tips you can do to speed up your show notes. Number one, type it once. Now, what do I mean by this? There are all sorts of collaborating tools, whether it's Google Docs, uh, myself, Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. He and I uh, do the Ask the Podcast Coach show. That's every Saturday at 1030 Eastern Standard Time AM at uh, AskThePodcastCoach.com slash live. And uh, we share a document that we kind of throw things that we might talk about. It's a call-in show, but you always want something to talk about in the event that uh, nobody calls in. So that's a Google Doc, and you could do that if you have a, a co-host. And if you don't, it's just nice because it's web-based. So no matter where you are, you can just jot down a little note so you can catch those. And there are other great tools. There is Evernote, which is a very, very popular uh, tool that I've been using off and on for years. And I'm, I want to go a little deeper with that 
because it really seems very, very versatile. If you're a Microsoft person, there's uh, Microsoft OneNote, which is free, and it's a, a tool that you can use on pretty much any device, uh, just like Evernote. And um, the thought is here, you write down your ideas, and then you can copy and paste them later. I do the podcast review show with my buddy Eric K. Johnson from podcasttalentcoach.com, and he writes his notes when we review a show, and I write my notes about it, and we use a lot of those for the show notes. So type it once. It speeds things up. Uh, I'm going to take a little tangent right here. Um, speaking of the podcast review show, we now have a version. If you go to podcastreviewshow.com, we have two versions. We have the full version where you actually come on the show. You're on our YouTube channel. You're in our audio channel, and you get to ask us questions live. And we, it's kind of funny because people that would sign up to get their podcast reviewed always enjoyed the feedback they got, but they really like white knuckled it. Like they really thought we were just going to uh, tear them a new one. And um, we try to always provide constructive feedback, but it dawned on us that there might be people who aren't real crazy about being reviewed in person. And if that's you, go over to podcastreviewshow.com forward slash review me, and you'll see we now have an option where you can just say, hey, here's the podcast I want reviewed. Uh, give me the once over. Because we look at your content and your website and your audio. We, we go head to foot on that. And if you don't want to do it live, you don't have to. And it's a reduced price for that. So end of tangent. So how do you speed things up? We said type it once. Number two, if you are going to do copying and pasting, there's a thing in Microsoft Word. or in Microsoft, I'm sorry. There's a thing in WordPress now that says paste as plain text. And I usually just paste into plain text on a Windows machine that is uh, just notepad. This strips out all the extra gobbledygook that things like Microsoft Word and other programs can put into. And they put these weird characters into your post. And sometimes that will mess up your podcast feed. So basically it, it kind of can put a hurdle between you and iTunes and other things that are listening to your show. So if you are going to be doing your show notes later, when you copy and paste, paste as plain text. The other thing is, how do I speed things up? If you're doing your show notes post-recording, uh, listen to your show at double the speed. And you're like, well, I do that on my phone after I've published it. How do I do it before? I'm, I'm not sure what the Mac equivalent would be for this. I'd, I would think maybe something like... Um, QuickTime would do this. On Windows Media Player, when you're listening to a podcast, you should see your album artwork there because, of course, you've tagged it properly. And you can right-click on it, and you will see where it says Enhancements and then Play Speed. And when you go to that, you can jack it up to 2x. And that will, again, make it easier to listen back to your show while you're typing up your show notes because you're like, oh, man, it's an hour-long show. Now i gotta, I got to sit here for an hour and listen to this so I can say what we did. Now, here's another cool tool you can do. If you're recording into a portable recorder, and it's something I recommend you do. Now, do I have to record into a portable recorder? No, you can record into your computer. Uh, I just know that for me, I did that for the first three years when I was podcasting, and I lost two uh, recordings. The second one was really important. And it seems to be the more important the guest you have on your show, the better the chance that your computer is going to eat it. And I went, you know what? That's enough of that. So uh, my pod, my recorder that I'm looking into right now that says I've been talking for 34 minutes is the Roland R-05, and it does not have this functionality, which means someday down the road when uh, I get a little extra money in my pocket, you can, I, I like, I want to check out the, Zoom H5. It has a lot of really cool tools. And I had an H4 back in the day until I accidentally kicked it across the room. Don't recommend that. And uh, it didn't make it. And uh, the H5 has the ability to what's called mark your audio. So if I was doing something like the Ask the Podcast Coach, I, I want to start marking where I get live calls and breaking those in and putting them on schoolofpodcasting.fm as kind of a little segment. And what's cool about this is you can mark your audio. You just push a button, and when you then take that file off your portable recorder and you pull it into your software, many times you can see it's just a little line 
that you can go in and see where it is. I used a program called Sony SoundForge and those marks would show up and it would be very easy to see when I changed from uh, topic one to topic two. And if you can't remember what topic two was, well, then you can just go to the mark and listen. So it's a way to, again, make show notes because you can jump to each topic in your file, which also kind of another side note, it, it would speed up your editing. And so right now when I make a mistake, I just pause for 10 seconds so I can see where I made a mistake. If I had a recorder that added these marks, then that might speed things up as well. Now, the other one I talked about earlier, Dragon Naturally Speaking, if you can't type, if you're like, Dave, look, I, I'm, I'm type, letter, another, oops, backspace, backspace, type. Yeah, if that's you typing, you might want to look into something like Dragon Naturally Speaking. Uh, they have come a long way, like I said, in their accuracy. Uh, if you can't type, it's probably it's probably the, an easier way to type. And what I mean by this is, okay, I have to learn how to, to get information on the screen, it may be easier to go through their interactive tutorial, which took me about 10 minutes to learn how to talk in my punctuation than it would to memorize the keyboard, depending on your scenario. So that is an option that might speed things up. That's the ones that's, there's an asterisk there, depends on how you type there. Another one, and this is one that I've done a couple times. Uh, last year when I did the um, My Favorite Podcast Ever episode, which we will be doing again. Uh, I'll probably start that mid-October. So start thinking about what is your favorite podcast of all? Which, which one makes you grin the most when you hear that intro music? And I had those transcribed. And the cool thing about transcriptions is they are very accurate. Uh, I the As I look around, like at rev.com is one that I've used, uh, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash links, so schoolofpodcasting.com slash links, that will take you over to my resource section. Now, this is free, and you'll see there's a, I think we have four different resources there for transcriptions. The uh, the fee for this typically is a dollar a minute. So if you do an hour-long show and you want the whole thing transcribed, that's going to be 60 bucks. And the other thing that here again, a little bit like Dragon Naturally Speaking, I don't talk like I write. Now, when I write, it's weird. I write like I talk, but I do not talk like I write because I'm just doing kind of a, a stream of consciousness and I have a point to make. But when you're writing, you're a little more clear. And so consequently, here you go. Here you go. Here's your transcription. You kind of have to go back and edit it anyway, unless you just say up front, this is a transcription of the show, kind of then saying, and I didn't edit this, so what you hear, you know, so if it's not grammatically correct, it's because this is a transcription. I, I need to go check and see if that's how people are doing that, because otherwise, you're putting out stuff that probably looks a little hokey, and it needs a comma or two. So it is, uh, it is an option, I'm not sure, uh, there are, um, you know, you can always buy stuff. You know, there are services that will do both. They'll transcribe it and then they will edit it. And again, the more you have other people do, the more you have to pay. And, uh, that's how some people are writing books now. They will just talk their book and let people beat the snot out of it. And, uh, then they read it and go, yep, that's pretty much what I was looking for. And it's a matter of going to someplace and having somebody do a uh, book cover for you and converting it to Kindle format and off you go. So again, those are some things you can do to speed things up. Number one, only type it once. If you're going to paste, don't paste it directly from Microsoft Word. Paste it as a plain text. And technically, I wouldn't use Word because it's not web-based. And the only way you can capture something in Word is if you're sitting in front of your computer. Get something web-based so when you have those ideas... You can capture them right away. If you're doing your show notes after you've recorded it, listen to your show at 2x. Check to see if your recorder can create marks. That could be an easy way to have you jump from topic to topic as you're listening back. And uh, if you can't type it, then try speaking it. You might look into something like Dragon Naturally Speaking. And uh, last but not least, you can farm out and do transcriptions. And uh, the other thing, since we're talking about show notes, 
and this is something I'm trying to do and I'm failing horribly at it. So this is me peeling back the curtain is try to have your show notes done at least one day before you publish. I am amazed when I write for Pottertainment Magazine or I also contribute to podcasternews.com. I try to take any article I'm doing and give myself at least two days away from the article so I can come back with a, a set of fresh eyes because I know most of the time I'm typing my show notes, I'm typing my show notes late, and then I am uh, going back two days after the podcast has been out and going, man, what is this? And finding all sorts of typos and just weird grammar stuff. So if you can get things ahead of time, give your eyes a chance to get away from it. When you come back, uh, that can really help because I've had people tell me, Dave, you are shooting. You are just killing your integrity because I love your podcast. I came out and I went to this one page and there were four typos in the one section. And that's something that I'm going to be looking into because as I've said before, the only thing we have is our integrity and it's really easy to shoot yourself in the foot with uh, too many uh, misspellings and things like that. And as I look at this on the screen right now, as I record this, I have transcription spelled with two T's. It's transcription. So I just fixed that. And uh, so those are some things to do. Now, if you are thinking that, hey, my podcast isn't growing fast enough, this is an easy way. It's, you know, unless you're paying for them, show notes are free. The only thing they cost you is time. And so you might, uh, if you wanted to go, like if you wanted homework for show notes and you had more time, you could go to a, like the Google keyword tool and just Google the Google keyword tool and it will let you know, here are keywords that are popular about that subject. So maybe you type in your subject for that podcast, see what words are popular. Now, keep in mind, as I say this, always, it always goes back to who? Your audience. Always write for your audience. But if you find out later that food plan is an okay word, but diet is more popular and more searched for, you might want to swap that word out. Don't just type words that are popular keywords Always, 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 always write for a human, but you might find that there are keywords that are a little more popular and that might bring you a little more traffic. And I know you're going, Dave, there's, there's one last thing. Like what? You didn't say how long my, my show notes have to be. And in reality, from the Valerie Geller from the book, uh, more powerful radio says there is no too long when it comes to radio or in our case, podcasting, there's only too boring. I think as long as your show notes provide value, they are on topic and they enhance the audience experience. For me, I shoot for 300 words, but I know, I know the more I type that is valuable to my audience, that enhances the experience, the more I'm going to get found. And the more I get found, the more um, chances I have of having somebody click on the play button and the more times they click on the play button, the more chances they get to click on the subscribe button. And the more time they click on the subscribe button, the more times they're going to go, you know what, this podcasting thing, I want to get into this. 13 million people. The more times they're going to come over and sign up at the school of podcasting. So I don't know that there is a rule. I know for me, I go, I look for at least 300 words, but that's me. I think in the end, it's going to be between you and your audience. But think about those things we talked about today that can maybe help speed things up and help get you focused. And that is going to do it for this episode of the School of Podcasting's morning announcements. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. If you have anything to add to the conversation, I would love to hear from you. Just go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. And I believe going forward here for about the next month, the shows might be just a tad shorter. I've got some things that I wanted done by the end of the year and they are important to me as, a, as an, I guess, an integral part of me. I wanted to do some things to the School of Podcasting's back end. And it's dawning on me that, you know, as it's getting colder out here in the States, the year's coming to a close sooner than we think. And I made promises that these things are going to be in place. And I now have a clear vision of where we're going, what tools we're using. And so 
I'm going to put those into place, which means the show might be a little shorter the next couple of weeks as I really, really put my foot on the gas to uh, get these to work. So keep that in mind. Now, one of the things that I'm not stopping, of course, is helping people start podcasts. And if you're interested in that, uh, use the coupon code LISTENER, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, and uh, that'll save you on your first month. If you don't have a website and you have your name picked out for your podcast, I should probably say that because you want your name and your website to kind of jive together, then send me an email right now to uh, Dave at School of Podcasting and put the subject line, uh, something like quick start. That'll work. Quick start in the subject line. What we do here is I send you a link to order your hosting. Now, straight up, I earn a commission on that. Thank you very much. That's how I win. How do you win? Well, uh, number one, you get a, a free month at the School of Podcasting. And when you get your hosting, forward that over to me. I'll go over and install WordPress and all the plugins you need to get started And so you just log into the School of Podcasting, watch the tutorials on building your website, but then you can also go over and watch all the tutorials on planning your podcast. A lot of really good stuff that's going to help you identify your strengths and uh, how to pick your gear, how to plug it in. And of course, you got little old me along the way. And when you go, wait, how do I promote my show? Oh, here you go. Here's this class. How do I monetize it? Here you go. And I'm working on some new tutorials on live, getting a lot of questions about, Dave, how do you do that live thing on Saturday? So that'll be coming. And it's all, you sign up and everything is there. So thank you so much for tuning in. Let me remind you that uh, live today like it's your last one. Live tomorrow like it's your first. And don't ever let your problems bring out your worst. Anybody else got some problems? Man, did I have a week. Don't ever take your mind off. Whatever it is, whatever is your goal, be true to yourself and follow your soul. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you again next week with another episode of the School of Podcasting's Morning Announcements. Until then, class is dismissed. Take care. God bless.